Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. We are at chapter 16, verse 4. Uh, six negative qualities is what Krishna talks about. Now, in the scriptures and in mythology in India, um, there are devas and asuras. Devas are the gods and asuras are the demons or the uh, bad uh, devils. And these, we know that there are no gods or demons walking around on the surface of the earth. Mythology does it for people who may need something like that to understand what's going on. But really the scriptures make it very clear that these devas and asuras represents our own positive and negative inner conflicts. So the positive qualities, if you have all of them, you're considered a deva. If you have negative qualities through and through, you're considered a rakshasa or a demon or a asura. And there, so, so we have to watch out for these qualities within ourselves. You have to recognize these negative qualities in yourself. Just keep focusing. What we tend to do is to look at negative qualities in somebody else. We tend to talk about other people's negative qualities. That's one of the things that, as you saw in previous episodes, Krishna says, don't. Don't talk about other people's negative qualities. Don't keep harping on other people's negative qualities. Instead, turn that around and say, do I have that quality? What are my negative qualities? Focus on that. Try to tease out what are your negative qualities and instead turn them to positive qualities. That will help a lot. So um, your attention on your qualities is what makes them grow. If you focus on anger, anger, anger all the time, you'll, be, you'll develop more angry episodes. But if you keep focusing on love, kindness, compassion, that will get more. So the six negative qualities, the first one is Dambaha. Dambaha means hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means showing on the outside that you have all positive qualities on the exterior, but fully negative qualities within. Outside, he's very dharmic, showing a lot of dharma, good qualities, doing all kinds of good things on the outside. He's sweet, he's kind, he appears very nice person, but it's all an act with a shrewd intent to take advantage of others. Inside, all the negative qualities um, are, and this is worse than a person that has negative qualities inside as well as outside. Because at least you can see somebody who's got negative qualities outside. You can be aware of them and be careful. Somebody who's appearing very godlike on the outside, you tend to trust them and get hurt in the process. Second quality is darpaha, arrogance. We are born into a wealthy family, say, or a very powerful, famous family. Um, you have a lot of achievements because you've studied and gotten yourself degrees or a politician. And you tend to behave badly with your employees, others. Um, say a man who is very um, putting down women very arrogantly um, being because he's proud and arrogant maybe because of his money or power or fame or beauty or political standing. Um, and you have, may have earned this or you may have earned, uh, or you may have inherited this or you may have earned it. Either way, you have a skill of your own that you studied, but you got it from somebody else. Somebody taught it to you. Um, so 
that knowledge or something that allows you to have your position, fame, power, and wealth, you should not flaunt it. Um, you don't understand at that time that all the factors responsible for what you have come from outside. It wasn't something that you did. Somebody taught it to you, you learned it, you inherited it, you got it, you made some uh, deal that took advantage of somebody else, so you got his money. All of these things rely on getting what you got from somebody else. Keep that very clearly in mind because that will reduce your arrogance and your feeling of um, darpaha, where you feel I am so powerful. It's all false. Um, so you falsely credit only yourself instead of crediting others and being humble. So you try to change that uh, pride or arrogance to humility. Next uh, negative quality is abhiman or too much pride, considering oneself as great. I'm the greatest. Our own self-image is great. We expect others to treat us a certain way, thinking I am supreme. I alone exist, nobody else. I am supreme. I alone exist. I am the doer. Everything that has been done is because of me. It's an exaggerated opinion of oneself and thus respecting, uh, thus demanding respect from others. So be very careful of these negative qualities because <clears throat> as you look through them, if you find them within yourself, you must try and correct them and try to minimize them and change them into positive quality. <clears throat> Next one is crowth or anger. People who have this crowth are bristling with anger within themselves and it shows on the surface. Why? <clears throat> Why does that happen? Two things. One is expectations. Person has expectations of others, of the world, of uh, things around him and of himself. <laughs> wants the world and all people to be a certain way. If that doesn't happen, he or she gets angry. If those desires of his are not met, anger surfaces. He's angry with everyone, with everything. Now, how does anger actually uh, come about? Very important for you to understand this. If you do, it'll make your life so much easier because it'll focus on what happens. Now, first, from the mind, remember there's a mind that comes out with thoughts, desires, wishes, and beyond that is a more powerful intellect, which should be more powerful, but generally isn't. The mind has a wish for something. He looks at something and says, wow, I wish I get this promotion. My boss seems to like me, looks like I'm going to get the promotion. And he focuses on that with his mind. The first thought that came to his mind was, I want that promotion. That's a desire. Now, his intellect should quickly jump in and say, look, don't focus on the fruit. Don't focus on the reward. Don't focus on that. Focus instead. Continue to focus on doing a good job and continuing to work as you have been diligently hard. And the reward will follow for sure. And if it doesn't get this promotion, something else will come about. But your duty is to do a good job, not to worry about the promotion. Instead, if the mind disregards uh, the intellect and just keeps on thinking, then what happens is one thought expands into numerous thoughts. One thought to another thought to another thought. 
What am I going to do once I get that promotion? How much will my salary increase? What will I do with that salary? Where will my desk be? Where will my chair be? Where will my room be? Who will be reporting to me? I'll not be reporting to this one anymore. All those kinds of thoughts. Now, that stream of thoughts has become an attachment. Remember this. This is important because we keep talking about these words. It's necessary to understand what an attachment is. More than one thought going towards that same desired object or situation is known as an attachment. So now those, that small stream has become an attachment. When even more thoughts go and you become even more desperate to get that promotion, the thoughts become more intense, that stream becomes a more thickly developed, it's almost like a river, that is a desire. And then that becomes even bigger and it becomes an obsession. So when you're getting that promotion, you're getting closer and closer, the river becomes bigger, that becomes a stronger desire. You say, you know what? He's supposed to make a decision in five days and it looks like I'm gonna get it. That river, that desire is very strong. Along comes somebody else and it looks like he's transferred from another company to your company and the boss suddenly is very fond of him. He's a very hardworking, good-looking, very personable kind of guy. And now you can see that the boss has changed his vision from looking at you all the time to now looking at the other guy. What happens? You start to develop anger. When your desire is thwarted, blocked by somebody else, you start to develop anger. That desire starts to get deflected into anger, both at the person who's blocking it with the other guy who got transferred from another job to your company and towards your boss who was supposed to bestow upon you that promotion. So that's what really anger is. And these negative qualities come about because of a lack of intellectual control on your mind. The first thought that happens, you should be able to arrest it with your intellect, whether it be for a promotion, whether it be for another, somebody's love, somebody's uh, money, somebody, you know, all of these things, they're all wishes and desires that if you do not arrest them from the first thought, they will get to a second, a third, and the higher it becomes, the more thicker that stream becomes, that river is impossible, very difficult to, to control. So it's better to control it right in the beginning, and then you don't feel angry. So if the person gets that promotion and you're disappointed, instead of getting angry, you say, you know what? I just have to keep doing my duty. My focus is on my job, doing a good job, doing it diligently, and the, the fruit will come. And just keep doing it. Your pleasure should be in doing what you ought to do, not in the rewards. The next one is harshness. Opposite of mardavam, which we spoke about earlier, mardavam is, like we said, soft as a petal of a flower. Softness in speech and in act. So that was softness in speech and act. Here, this is the exact opposite, where you're harsh in your speech, harsh in your actions. Your speech is hurtful. Um, you're hurtful in your actions and even in your facial expressions and your bodily expressions. You know, little things make a difference. You just say, eh, with your hand, even if you don't show it or say it, your face shows and your hand actions show, eh, you know, this guy means nothing. That's very hurtful to somebody. Sarcasm is hurtful. Or demeaning, hurtful laughter. When you laugh at somebody, at something that they've done wrong. Instead of laughing, that's hurtful. Or putting down 
someone's defects, the way he talks or his lisp or his accent. You know, all of these things are very hurtful and harsh. So somebody has said, I don't remember who, let my tongue, my speech be most sweet. That is very, very important, not to be harsh. Mm -hmm. And the last quality, negative quality, adnyana, which is ignorance, not understanding, not understanding what? Not physics, chemistry, mathematics, not understanding our goal in life from a spiritual perspective, what we should be doing in life. That's what we are learning right now. All these things that we are learning right now is what we should know. And that ignorance of that is what this quality is. And understanding without proper analysis or dissection, the conclusions are wrong. In business, some people think it's okay to um, do business and take money from somebody else. To justify making that money, to do unethical practices is to such a person a negative quality and he does it. He takes advantage of somebody else. So right. rec recognize that that is not acceptable. You have to do business to make money, but it has to be fair to both parties. And that's the way to do business. Imagine the peace in the world that there would be if each one of us acted that way, or even if a majority of us acted that way. There's no morality, but just the following the drive to make money or power. And this goes not just to an individual, but also to a culture, a society, or a country to become more powerful, to have more money, to push down another country. Thinking that money will provide the security is false. Many people think, oh, if I only had X many dollars, X many rupees, I would be so happy. I would be so secure. And yet, when you get to that point, you say, I remember saying that I would be very secure and happy, but I'm not. I want double this to be really secure. It never ends, really never ends. You're always looking for something or the other. So those are the six negative qualities, very, very important. To, and you will see the rest of this chapter. This is only uh, verse four. And the rest of the chapter, Krishna talks about these negative qualities and how they cause you to be more demonical and what you should do to control. It's a very fascinating uh, chapter that if everybody were to take advantage of this and pay attention, not just we as individuals, but the whole world could be a better place. Sounds like there's a lot of negative qualities to get through. <laughs> just these six, really. That's all he, he mentions over here in this verse. Um, so from here, the next verse, which I hope you'll join us for, which is verse 5, Krishna speaks of two types of people. One, those who have the wealth of a godlike person, a deva, those who have that wealth. That's not money. That's spiritual wealth. Yep. And then he talks about those who have the wealth of an asura. An asura or, or a demon, or, uh, a rakshasa, have the wealth which is money, power, that kind of stuff. That's the wealth of an asura. And he says the difference, what, what, what one leads to, which is ultimate freedom from this bondage. And the other only leads to more and more bondage in this world in this lifetime as well as future lifetimes. So my apologies for the raspiness in my voice and 
uh, everything else. Lou, sorry, I did not acknowledge you today. My apologies, Lou. No, there was a lot, of go lot to go through, and you're going very well, so I was just soaking it all in. That's great, Lou. You're <laughs> such a support. I can't tell you. Everything that you do for these podcasts, I'm so grateful. I'm getting it back. I mean, I'm getting it back spiritually, and uh, I'm enjoying it myself, so it's been a great experience for me. Nice. Thank you, Lou. You're a good friend. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you.